The following feature has been rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America. It is intended for mature audiences and parental discretion is advised. Home box office will show this feature only at night. Hello and welcome to the Two True Freaks Christmas Stocking Stuffer or whatever stupid name we decide to give this one. Um, I am Scott Gardner. And I'm Chris Honey. Oh wait. No I'm not. I'm <laughs> Scotty Gardner. <laughs> yes, we decided to uh, borrow a page from the... Um, um, oh, God. oh my god, I just drew a blank. What's Hey it? Kids Comics. Hey Kids Comics, yes, thank you. Hey Kids Comics. Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> the Hey Kids Comics playbook. God only knows that podcasts steal enough stuff from our show. I'm going to steal something back, so we're going to uh, steal a page from their playbook. And yes, I have my, uh, my oldest son, my firstborn with me, and we are going to... Uh, we're going to record a commentary, a Christmas commentary, a sweet little family style Christmas commentary and uh, we actually have chosen what Empire Magazine has called the greatest Christmas film of all time and Entertainment Weekly called it the best action film of all time so what are we talking about we're talking about Die Hard My personal favorite movie. Is it? Yes. Is it really? Yes, it is. All right. Are we ready to dive straight into this then? Indeed. Okay, so Dad first made me watch the movie, I think on Christmas Eve or so, around Christmas time two years ago. Was it? And Mom didn't want me to, but Dad said yes. Because <laughs> Dad's a soft touch. <laughs> All right, so here we go. All right. We actually have the DVD for this, so we are going to be watching this from the DVD. We are currently paused at the uh, the main menu here. All right, you're gonna hear me unmute the uh, the audio. I'm hoping this is loud now. I actually, I think I might end up turning it up just a tad. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not too low or too loud. We'll figure it out. All right, so 
On the count of three, we will be hitting the play button for play movies. So, all right, here we go. Hope you're all synced up with us. Here we go. One, two, three. All right, we've got the uh, 20th Century Fox Home Entertainment logo. logo coming up here. All right, so I'm sorry. Finish giving your... Uh, finish no, that giving was it. Your, I just watched it, loved it, and then the very next Christmas... I watched it about four or five times. Well, that's not too loud. That's Along with the other diehards. THX thing at the beginning here. Um. So yeah, I want to. Since the beginning of the movie is is a little, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot at the very beginning of this. All right, I'm going to turn it down just a little bit. I think it's a little bit loud. Da na 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 na. I didn't remember this having the uh, the full. 20th Century Fox thing like Star Wars. I didn't either, which I probably should. That's cool. Although I can remember watching a lot of like when movies would come on TV and I might not know what they are or what. And you HBO. catch that beginning. You think it was going to be a Star Wars movie. Although in this case I would not be disappointed. You know, yeah. this isn't like, you know, it gives the 20th Century Fox thing and then it's like driving Miss Daisy or something. <laughs> you know, this is actually cool. That's me when I fly, by the way. Total yeah. white knuckle the entire way. Um, that was me my first flight, but not my second. <laughs> so, my origin... By the way, this uh, I did a little minor bit of research on this today. I had to look up the date, because I thought, with this being a Christmas movie, that it actually came out at Christmas. And it didn't. It actually was released in July of 1988. Christmas in July. I guess so. And I remember when it came out, and I had, to my eternal regret... I had zero interest to see this movie. Um, the only thing I knew Bruce Willis from at that time was he was on a show called um, Moonlighting with Sybil Shepherd. And while I liked Sybil Shepherd, I couldn't stand Bruce Willis. I thought he was just, I don't know what it was about him, I just, he totally put me off on that show. So when this was coming out and they were showing the advertisements and all, I thought, eh, it looks like it could be alright, but it's got that Bruce Willis asshole in it. So I didn't go see it, and then I remember my Uncle Gary had, had gone and seen it and was raving about how great it was, and I was just like, yeah, but how good could it? And he was like, no, no, you got to go see it. It's really good. And I don't think he liked Bruce Willis before he saw this either. And he kept telling me how good it was, and I was like, nah, just, I just don't like that guy. So probably a year or two went by. I'm trying to remember how quick things came to HBO back then. But anyway, I went off into the into the service, into the Air Force, and I can remember, um, I think the first time I ever saw it was, um, I used to have what we'd call facility duty, which, um, yeah, I was, a, I was a security policeman, so a lot of times if I wasn't out on an actual post, like, you know, guarding an airplane or something like that, um, we'd be in a facility, kind of kind of think of like, like uh, like the volunteer firemen, or you know, firemen, how they just hang around the right, police station. Right, they're just up in the attic sleeping. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, they're hanging around watching TV or playing cards, or, or you know, I'm assuming so. Yeah. At the station house, waiting for a fire. That's kind of what we were we would do when we had facility duty. And I think it was at the weapons storage area, and we'd have facility duty, and it was it was a decent sized little facility. There was nothing fancy or what. We had. Uh, we had a, I remember we had like a table where we could play cards. I can't remember if we had a pool table. Now we had like snack machines and stuff. 
and we had a TV mounted up on the wall with a VCR and everybody would bring stacks of tapes and we pretty much, you know, you'd play cards or read or watch TV all night, couldn't sleep. That was one thing you couldn't do because of course, you know, you're on duty, you, know, yeah. you couldn't sleep. So we'd watch a hell of a lot of movies and it was the first time I saw a lot of movies, you know, that I'd never seen there. A lot of them I didn't ever care to see. And somebody brought this and you know you're kind of trapped in a room you know it's like you can't get away so it was like even though I had no interest in it it was on and I just found myself just sucked into it and I was like right you know I, ever since I've been a huge fan and I'm, I've considered myself a, a pretty decent uh, Bruce Willis fan today so it's funny you know looking back on that memory of going you know I honestly can't remember what my beef with him was I just remember I didn't like him but now I think he's awesome. You know, yeah. I, I really like his character in, in these movies, particularly this one. Yeah. I always thought this little girl looked really freaky. Yeah, she does. But by Die Hard 4, it's much better. <laughs> I don't think it's the same actress. I, I, no, I, I, I meant to look that up to see if maybe it was, but I don't think it is. And note about the uh, gun in his holster while he's on the airplane. That would not pass since 9-11. I don't I, think. I, I don't know. It might with him being a police officer, but yeah, I don't know. About I don't know. That. You can fake being a police officer. <laughs> I think. Is there a cord on? They got Consuelo working in their house. I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think there's a cord on that phone. I never really noticed that before. Yeah, she does look like that woman from. What was oh, that? there's a cord on it. Is there? Yeah, there it is. Okay, I didn't see it before. I gotta be honest, I never much cared for Bonnie Bedelia. She's pretty decent in this one, though. I thought she was crap in the second one. But she's alright in this one. Yeah. She gets to punch someone. She's <laughs> <laughs> checking for that. California. California. Crap, now I'm getting something. <laughs> I like some of the fashions. Argyle looks like Secret Service. <laughs> I like this uncomfortable silence between the two of them. They're like, alright, now what do we do? <laughs> he looks like a kid. Yeah, he does. He doesn't look much older than 18. I like his character, though. Yeah. Full bar VHS. <laughs> it's it's starting to date just a little bit. Yeah, a little the hairstyles and Yeah, I was surprised to find that quote by uh, Entertainment Weekly because for one thing, Entertainment Weekly, I don't often agree with their opinion of yeah. movies, but also. I you know if I if I was hard pressed to have to pick what I thought was was the greatest action or you know the best action movie of all time I probably would go with this you know I've heard a lot of people put that label onto Raiders of the Lost Ark and I love that movie but as much as I like it there's there's a lot of downtime in Raiders and this movie here the downtime is primarily right here in the setup but once the shit hits the fan 
it's on. Yeah. For pretty much the whole rest of the movie, and that's what I like about if it. If this isn't the greatest action movie, it's the greatest survival movie. Yeah. I like that it uh, it's, you know, the trend it started, you know? I mean, it, it created its own genre, you know, right out of the gate, you know? And, and this Legion, uh, Jan de Bont, he went on to do, uh, what was it, Speed? Some other, I'm trying to remember, I don't know if I made a note of that or not. Yeah, I don't think I did make a note of that. I've got a note, notes on a few of the guys connected with the movie. This is Christmas music, man. <laughs> this is the movie that made me like this song. Before before this movie, I thought this song was stupid, but now I like this. actually one of my favorite Christmas songs. Just it's a complete movie. reverse for me. When I heard it on the movie, I thought it was stupid, but then when I heard it elsewhere and heard the full song, I thought it was all right. Now those guys there were showing the, uh, the writers there at Jeb Stewart. Apparently, he worked on an early draft of uh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Huh. And uh, the other guy, DeSouza, he was a writer on The Six Million Dollar Man. <laughs> and he also he worked on uh, Commando and The Running Man, which were a couple of Schwarzenegger movies. You know, and, and those early Schwarzenegger movies were all full of, you know, stupid Schwarzenegger lines, you know, like where he... I don't know if you've ever seen Commando. It's the one where he, he throws a pipe through a guy. And it goes through the guy and it hits like this, like this uh, water heater, and all this steam comes pouring out of the pipe. And he goes, "Let off some steam, Bennett." <laughs> and it's like, all right. So now I think I know where Bruce Willis's one-liners come from in this movie. <laughs> Although I like most of the one-liners he delivers yeah. in this. He's he's no, he's. A better actor than Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, and his one-liners seem to make more sense than Schwarzenegger's, because... I mean, he has a few Schwarzenegger-esque one-liners. Well, but yeah, but the, they make know. more sense, because Schwarzenegger and the Terminator is supposed to be a robot, and he's coming up with one-liners, but John McClane's a cop. I mean, at least his aren't cringeworthy. You yeah. know, like a lot of Schwarzeneggers. I mean, I love the guy, but a lot of his are just so cringeworthy. Yeah. You know, at least McLean doesn't have. You know, like when uh, you know at the end with uh, with Hans, he's not like you see you in the fall, Hans, or some stupid thing like that. You know. Yeah. Love those graphics. Oh yeah. You can play Pac-Man on him. I thought I saw a cut back there, video editing cut, while he was messing with the panel. Oh, was it? Might have been. I don't know about the interior of this building, but uh, the exterior shots were um, apparently some new building they had just built for 20th Century Fox Studios. I don't know where these interiors were shot at. Lazy ass security guard. Yeah. You got time to lean, you got time to clean. <laughs> I don't got time to clean. <laughs> Have you ever seen um, the first Predator movie? The original Predator? I think we were going to watch it, but then Logan came in the room, so you didn't. Let me watch you need to it. watch that sometime. I think you'd like that. Yeah. Because the guy that directed this, uh, he directed uh, Predator, 
And uh, did you ever see The Hunt for Red October? Hmm, that's a great movie. It's got uh, um, Indiana Jones's dad in it, Sean Connery. Right. He plays a, a Russian sub commander that uh, he defects and wants to take his crew with it. It's a really good movie. No, I've never seen that. And uh, Last Action Hero, we watched that one together, didn't we? I think we? we watched it, but I was little, so I don't remember a lot we of it. We watch that one again sometime. Jack Slater is a last <laughs> action <laughs> yeah, that's hero. It. But uh, yeah, he was a, he's a great director, but he kind of just dropped off the, the face of the earth or something. He hasn't really done anything in a while. Although he did come back for, uh, he directed Die Hard 3. Okay. Which I always, I like that one a lot. I, I like all uh, of them, That's really. good. He's got a good connection with the Die Hard, since those two are, or these two rather, are linked. Definitely. Yeah, the the third one is the most like organic of the of the sequels, I think, because it's kind of a continuation of the same story, and you know, in, in certain respects. Yeah. Doctor Kagi. I always like the little line. He he said something about uh, I don't know if he said it yet, but he says something about. Pearl Harbor didn't work. You know what? We're recording on Pearl Harbor Day too. He said, uh, "You know, he says that Pearl Harbor didn't work out, so we got you with tape decks." I always thought that was a funny line. And then McLean should punch him in the head. This scumbag guy here, the sleazy dude that was just snorting coke or whatever. Yeah, he uh, uh, in Batman: Mask of the Phantasm, he was uh, Reeves, Councilman Reeves, that's chasing Batman, and he was also Supergirl's boyfriend in Supergirl the movie. <laughs> there. <laughs> he's got an annoying laugh. Yeah, he's high. Yeah, he's he's a sleazy scumbag. Yes, he is. I was glad when you guys. He reminds when you guys me, do. He reminds me of some of the managers I've had. <laughs> Give me some sugar, baby. I like that line too. We've <laughs> been sticking him with spears. Oh, this is such a scumbag. Jerk. It's a Rolex. It's a Rolex. He's such a scumbag. It's like slimy. Yeah. It's a Rolex, but humans still think digital watches are a <laughs> neat idea. This is a good time to talk about uh, Michael Kamen, who I think is uh, is one of the unsung heroes of this movie. Is his score for this is great. Oh yeah. But it's weird. It's this is definitely a, a good example of of a score that I think works excellently in the movie, but it's not you know terribly listenable outside of the movie. You know, right. it's not like Star War, you know like a Star Wars soundtrack or something that you can pop in and. You know, listen to, listen to in the car or something like that, and you know it really works out. It's it's more of a subdued soundtrack, but it works so well in this movie. I it's, don't have problems with those soundtracks because the Batman Arkham Asylum game soundtrack, I really like that one because it just seems awesome. I like the ones that uh, 
you know, they both enhance the movie like you know, like another character in the movie, but then they're they're and they very, work on their own. Yeah, they're very listenable outside of the movie. Not that this one's not listenable, it's just it's a it's a lot of mood setting kind of music. It's you know Yeah. It's not a, a thematic style soundtrack. Awkward moment. I like this little interplay between the two of them here because it feels very realistic where, yeah. you know, she's uh, kind of almost flirting with him and then he blows the whole thing, you know, because he's, he's already pissed about her not using his last name. And it starts a very, you know, a very realistic fight between the two of them and I like she ends up storming out of the room and he's like banging his head like oh, that was that was a good move His face right there. <laughs> Hi, get out. <laughs> what are you looking at? Got a problem? Fish with the toe. He needs hey, some did we just see this scene? Oh, okay, they're actually getting to the place now. Yeah. It's a nice staging. Oh, that sign just said "Do not enter." Oh yeah. Oh, all right, it's <laughs> me and go entering the uh, going the other way. I yeah, guess. probably. I just felt so bad for this guy. <laughs> Sitting there just doing his job. Writing out papers, paycheck comes this week. Comes in about the next hour, she's gonna get off work, get paid. Oh, God. Job terminated. That's just harsh. On Christmas Eve, no less. That <laughs> uh, dude that just walked in with him, the. Not this guy here, uh, Theo, but the other dude. What's his name? Carl. Yeah. That's uh, Alexander Gudinoff, who uh, you probably haven't ever seen Witness. He was really good in that. It was this movie with Harrison Ford where uh, he hides out in an Amish village. Uh, he's protecting this little boy that was witness to a murder. And... Uh, he ends up, Alexander Gudinoff does not like him at first in the movie. They, they keep butting heads. Then he ends up gaining Gudinoff's respect because there's a, a great, probably the quintessential scene in that movie is when they oh go Oh my in, god, it's Snape. <laughs> they go into town and the locals are picking on the Amish people. Yeah. And uh, Harrison Ford walks up to one of them 
and the guy starts picking on him and he says something like you don't want to be doing that or something like that and the guy cuffs Harrison Ford's hat off his head and says like what are you going to do or something like that and Harrison Ford just beats the shit out of him <laughs> and Alexander Goodenough says something to the townies he's like yeah, he's my cousin from out of town or something. It was, it's, it's great. And then they kind of forge a friendship. I haven't seen that in a long time. That's actually a pretty good movie. That's, that's the only thing, other thing I've ever seen him in other than this. But then I was looking today, doing a little research on this, and apparently uh, he's been dead a long He died in, uh, in um, 95, which I didn't know that. He was actually a, a defected Russian. He was like a, in a Russian like ballet troupe or something like that. <laughs> and he actually defected to the United States. Casually destroys the hardware. <laughs> yeah, I like that when he's singing to himself. Hello. This movie has been so imitated over the years with this, you know, come right in with the plan and yeah. stage everything, but I still think this one does it better than any any of them have, that have ever, you know, imitated it or, you know, used the same formula. And this guy right here is really realistic because he's got to remember where to go and everything. I did not realize that this guy right here, Carl's brother... He was Necros in um, The Living Daylights. The guy that goes around and he's listening on that. Remember, he's got headphones. He keeps strangling people with his headphones in that yeah. movie. And he ends up killing um, Bond's contact in that movie. You've seen that one, right? Living Daylights? I think I've seen part of it. Yeah, I didn't realize that that was, that was the same guy. This movie's got a couple of uh, Timothy Dalton Bond movie connections. Aww. Poor John McClane. I was looking mostly to see like what other things these people had yeah. been in. Because I always wonder, like, Argyle here, you know, what else he had been in other than... Because I didn't remember him from anything else. He was the little kid that tried to steal the guitar off the wall in uh, in the Blues Brothers. And, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Ray Charles, who's blind. Yeah. Shoots at him. <laughs> Apparently, he was also in... Um, Max Dugan Returns, which is actually one of my favorite movies. I don't remember him in that movie, but he's credited as being in it. He's probably really little in that one, too. You know the number, use it! <laughs> this movie, I can just quote the whole damn thing. I've seen this movie so many times. You know my name, look up the number. <laughs> Yeah, they'll whip out their SMGs and machine guns. Surprise! I gotta pay more attention this time around because there was something I was reading about uh, 
Theo being one of only two terrorists that survived to the end of the movie, and I could not remember well, who the hell else survives. I thought McLean kills everybody. I thought Theo was the only one that did survive. But apparently somebody else does, too. I don't know who else survived. Hmm. Now that's a party! Gratuitous booby shot. I like this guy right here. Did you ever see Ghostbusters 2? Uh, no, but I saw Ghostbusters 1. He was the, not that guy, but the one in the leather jacket. That guy right there yeah. smiling. He was, uh, uh, what's his name? Vigo, the Carpathian. The, he was the bad guy in uh, Ghostbusters 2. He's dead now, too. There's a lot of people in this movie that are dead now. What year was this made in? 88. Okay. I thought it looked very 80s. I mean, you know, granted it's, you know, it's what, 20... Oh, that'd be 23 years? 23 years old? Oh, damn. That's, it's hard to believe it's been that long. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, apparently he died destitute back in, uh... 2004, which I thought was sad. But again, it's another—he's another one of those guys in this that I only ever saw him in like one other thing ever. <laughs> Need a big screen TV. Yes, we do. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I, always, I always like Hans. <laughs> His last name should have been Solo, though. Hans? <laughs> he has a, a strange delivery. Yes, he does. But it works. Yeah, it does. It totally works. He comes off as a, as a total... Uh, the total, like... He's trying to be, he's trying to be like suave or, or I don't know. He's suave and sinister but he's, but at the same he's, time. Yeah, he's sleazy at the same time, too, though. That's the funny thing. Because I, I actually like the scenes between him and Ellis, because I don't, I honestly don't see that many degrees. And Ellis even calls him on that and says something about, you know, you know, you use a gun, I use a fountain pen. What's the difference? There's really not. They're both, you yeah. know, very sleazy operators. He's a little more refined, I think, or, or fancies himself as a little more refined, but he's essentially the same kind of scumbag. Yeah. How do you do? Kill you now. I started to think, you know, you would think with that level of research that he had done on the guy, he'd know what he looks like, but I, I keep forgetting this is pre-internet age, you know, it's not like he looked him up on Wikipedia or something. Yeah, there's no WikiLeaks to help him out with that. <laughs> Takagi looks like he's going to pee himself. 
Yeah, I just thought he was fairly composed in this in this whole scene. Genghis Khan. So where is Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> I know, they should have Abraham Lincoln in this. <laughs> they got one half of the team anyway. The Odd Couple versus John McClane. I like this right here. This, I just thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, these models. What the hell that thing in the background that looks like a laser cannon? So they're building a Death Star, apparently. <laughs> That's the next project. Yeah, Takagi was the contractor that That's really they were cool. talking about. That's pretty neat. Snappy dresser. Mr. I could talk about industrialization and men's fashion all day, but I'm afraid work must be true. And my associate Leo has some questions for you. Sort of fill in the blank question. I like him a lot. He's he's been in a lot of it was weird because it seemed like right after this movie he kind of disappeared too and then all of a sudden he came back well I just caught a continuity error there that close up they had there at Takagi a second ago those plants behind him were blowing pretty steady in the breeze there and then they cut to the long shot and there was like nothing see how yeah. it's <laughs> perfectly still that's funny I never noticed that before And they're blowing a little again. He was in uh, um, Galaxy Quest. I liked him in Galaxy Quest. I thought he was really good in that. And of course, he's in the Harry Potter movies. He's in one of the uh, one of Kevin Smith's movies. I can't remember which one it was. Dogma, I think. He played an angel in that. It was wasn't a very good movie, or at least I didn't think it was a very good movie. McLean never made an attempt to go down, which I never really thought about either. I wonder if he just assumed there, there was probably somebody stationed at every level or something. Yeah. Which there is. And there are. It. Yeah. It's true. There's the guy, Billy or whatever his name was, that was down at the... Yeah, but isn't there a group of terrorists when he uh, uses the elevator shaft? I mean, there's a lot of them. 
Right. I, I was thinking, you know, go down to the very bottom floor, and even though Hans had locked the door, you know, you would think it's just glass. He could probably shoot his way out. Maybe. I don't know. It could be bulletproof, I guess. Yeah. But that guy was, is down at the bottom down there. So he's starting to sweat a little bit now. Okay. Jesus. Yeah, he gets his brain splattered across the window. Sonny, see if you can dispose of that Carl, You better go check on Heinrich's got a couple of machines. We'll look back going. I would have liked it if he had run to the door and then not wanting to touch it because yeah, it's covered in brain. Yeah, exactly. Don't mind the brains. has his own his own delivery Rickman does you know he's got his own unique way he, d he delivers his lines and I like that I like all the sets that they have in this throughout the building Plus, this is one of the, the few in the series where I, I think the plot holds up fairly well to close scrutiny, whereas some of the other ones, you know, yeah. especially some of the imitators, you know, some of the movies that were born out of the Die Hard model, I don't think some of the, the premises work near as well as this one. Because yeah, it's a pretty basic premise, you know. These guys did their homework, and they went in, you know, essentially to to stage a, a giant, complicated robbery. And yeah. That's pretty much it. Whereas some of the other ones get pretty involved, and in, I think the the more attention you pay to it, and the more you kind of analyze the plan, you're like, eh, I don't think that really that holds up. himself. Yeah. Well, I remember one of the criticisms I read of this movie one time was that it was very comic booky. And I think they intended that as an as a kind of an insult or kind of a dig at the movie. But you know, I'll agree with that. But in a positive light, I think it's very comic booky. But in a sense, it's you know, it, it it 
pulls some of the best elements of yeah, comics. Yeah, he's got an intellectual level of yeah. action to it. Because like that scene right there with him kind of talking to himself, and he does that a lot through this movie. You know, it's very similar to, you know, the the hero, you know, Spider-Man thinking to himself, you know, I've yeah, got to go save Aunt May and I'm running low on web shoes. You know, it's the same kind of thing. <laughs> uh oh. That's what I think a lot. That was a very Shatner like look right there. I like that. Yeah. I like It's like, get ready to get drop kicked. I love this guy in his nut hugger sweatpants. <laughs> this is one snappy dresser. Great music in this part. Great music. Looks like a blonde Christopher Reeve. You're right, he does. With a Russianish accent. <laughs> I love that. Chambers around before he says, I won't hurt you. Lay down suppressing fire while he's climbing on top of you. One aspect that I think this movie does suffer from just a little bit, though, is the crystal clarity of DVD really shines through in a number of sequences here. You can tell that that is obviously not Bruce Willis <laughs> doing his own stunts in a lot of that part. He pokes him with a stick. You dead yet? Getting the codes and stuff, what does he have to drill for? I don't quite understand that. Yeah, I didn't understand it either. I thought, I thought it might just be some code breaking technology or something. It helps him get through the next wall since he doesn't have all the codes at once.
too that you know he gets a chance to, to show that he's not just you know he's not just an action hero you know he's he's got brains and he, you know he, he gets a chance to shine with a little bit of ingenuity and stuff yeah so he's not he's not just you know one-dimensional which is another reason why you know I kind of object to the you know the derogatory use of calling this you know a, a comic book movie because you know again it implies that he's just you know some cardboard cutout hero and I think he's you know fairly he's not he he's a well-rounded character yeah I think he's fairly well fleshed out in this. Now he's definitely not. You know, the invincible superhero, because, man, he takes a freaking beating in this movie. Yeah. That's a great piece of direction right there. As he's saying, we've left nothing to chance, and they reveal that, oh, shit, the plan just, something just went wrong. <laughs> When I first saw that, the dead body kind of looked like a, uh... Like a mannequin? Yeah, like yeah. a mannequin. Oh. 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 Did you see him blink just before? Yeah, I love that. Ah, <laughs> oh, shut them up already. He's up there taking notes, writing everybody's name there. Drop that pen cap. Carol. <laughs> Part always freaks me out. Yeah. Look up, asshole. Reminds me of the part in episode three when they yeah. get chased by the elevator. That looks awful close. Got squashed like a bug. Shirt's starting to look pretty ratty. And stop to check out. <laughs> He's a cop, he must investigate. I like all this climbing around in the background because it reminds me of malls I've worked in because they look like that. You know, behind the, the nice, you know, marble floors and, you know, beautiful. You know, wall coverings and all that. You go behind, you know, in the in the back, you know, the background areas, and <laughs> it's all cinder blocks. And and Carl's got one of my favorite lines in the movie. I don't want no trouble. I want dead. 
sounds cool. Stupidest cops alive. Yes, they are. <laughs> no fucking shit, lady. Do I sell a good order of pizza? I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> They're all getting ready to come smoke him. <laughs> Dude looks like he should be in like an 80s boy band or something. Uh, that it seems like any moment he's gonna break into going oh, bye bye bye. <laughs> in the middle of a gunfight, he starts dancing right off the roof. What a stupid bitch! Come here and arrest me. These guys went to the stormtrooper school of how to use automatic weapons because they can't hit shit. It's yeah. like the fucking A-Team. They're firing 600 rounds a minute, and they never even wing him. Although that's not true. That actually is one of the reasons I've always liked this movie a lot, is he does get shot a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they are. I wonder if that dude's still alive. I haven't seen him in a long time. I always kind of wondered if he wasn't a big fat bastard, if maybe he'd uh, he was meant to be Samuel L. Jackson's part in um, in the third movie. Yeah, he might have been. He just got bigger over time. <laughs> he ended up being on that stupid show. Oh, here's where we're gonna see the gas prices. I love. I always remember this part because every time I watch this, I'm like, oh my god, look at that seventy-four oh cent gallon. <laughs> god. Oh man, that kills me. Not today. It's like what twice or three times. Yeah, that? it's the last time I I got I filled up. I think it was three. 339 or something like that. So what is that? That's that's at least four times. That's ridiculous. I don't know why this guy's walking slowly towards John though. Sneak up on him. See there again. Yeah, but it's not like he's gonna hear him. He's up on top on the helipad and shoots the garbage compactor. I had everything under control until you brought us down here. <laughs> Did you just hit that guy? I'm not sure. No, he's alright. See, I've never been able to get an accurate... I've never been able to get an accurate count, so maybe that's part of the reason I can't figure out who's still left at the end of this movie. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember who gets killed when.
In almost all of the Die Hard movies, John's gun is a tool. Not just a weapon. Love the music. <laughs> He's back in the same room again. He's <laughs> right back where he started. These guys are really quick, too, about figuring out where he's going to come out at. It's just a part in this I don't think they he... did. I think they were just backtracking, and they happened to come to where he was going to... But there is up. a part in this later on where he gets in the... Uh, they, they see him fall down the air shaft, remember? Yeah. And he ducks into one of the... Um, into one of the air duct things. And they, they look down, and they see him... He, he had a lighter lit. And they see it, and then they, they wind up at, like, the exact floor where and then they're looking at the... And I'm thinking, how the hell would you... I mean, you'd have to really know, like, schematics and stuff to figure that out. All right. They might, though. This is one of the few moments in, the, in this movie where I've got to nitpick and go, there is no friggin' way that that would work. Him using the guns... Yeah, strap, the strap. Yeah, that, it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, not only is it pretty ridiculous and pretty unrealistic, I don't think there's any way in the world that I don't care how desperate your situation is. Are you really gonna try no, that? No, I'm not gonna friggin' do that no matter what. No, I, I honestly, I think I'd rather get shot than fall to my. I death. think I'd go rather kill the men. Plus, where the hell does he think he's going? That's that's the thing. Every time I watch this, yeah. I think the same thing is, where exactly does he think he's going? I like that he's got bloody knuckles by now. He's a mess, yeah. Yeah. It almost looks like he got shot in the shoulder, but he'd be in a lot worse. He should worse. just st let go and just walk across that matte painting to the, to the room he's trying to get to. <laughs> Makes my palms sweat just watching. Yeah. Plus, he's giving up his weapon. Is this that's the only weapon he has at this point, right? Or does I he still he have had, his revolver? Uh, well, wasn't a revolver or whatever. Yeah, his, it's like his a Beretta hand, or something. Yeah, his handgun. Yeah. The mean-looking rifle that dude's got, Carl. Yeah. It's Russian weaponry. It'll eat you. Ah! I don't That's think a very so. lucky grab. Nice catch, Spider-Man. Yeah. Nice one, Laura. I, I feel bad nitpicking it, because I love this movie, but that's just one of those parts where I'm just like, alright, you gotta seriously suspend some disbelief for yeah. that. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, this is no smoking area. <laughs> See right there. Oh, I know how he knew it was John, though. That's true too. Yeah. Let's see. We're on the thirty-eighth floor. <laughs> we gotta go down about three. Yeah, here we go. This should be the right place. How the hell do you know that? How could they possibly know that they've got the right floor? Jimmy, go in there, check the vents, no dancing. <laughs>
You missed! Alright, this is one instance <laughs> where I, I, I will freely admit that he's a bigger man than I, because I would have totally have pissed my pants right about <laughs> that part. Yeah, let's see, there you, there you go. If he finds me, I blow him away. Is it this one or the next one where he says the line something about now I know what a TV dinner feels no, like? No, this is this one. Is it this one? I always like that line too. Come on, Carl, you can't find the, the good guy yet. Come on, let's go do something else. Come on, Hans, just say you got the Nintendo 64 working. Let's go. <laughs> I wouldn't have been a 64 back in these days. Oh, uh, yeah. Ass. As a matter of fact, there was a there was a Nintendo, the old eight bit Nintendo. There was a Nintendo Die Hard game. <laughs> I was trying to remember what it was like. I think I played it once and it was shit. I think it was like basically like a Mario type platformer type of thing, and it was crap. <laughs> You gotta jump on the terrorist's heads to kill him. I like that the cops in this movie are like pretty realistic in the fact that they're phenomenally stupid. <laughs> yeah, because that's what real cops do. Just driving this car, Stevie Wonder. Stereotypical fat ass cop, too. I don't like that. He's got his nightstick ready as if it's gonna work. He looks like Huey Lewis. <laughs> I want a new duck! This trick of people talking a country accent yeah. when they speak a different language. They use that in the Godzilla movie that we have too, and the French guy starts speaking. Well, see, I've always wondered if that guy actually is an American, though, or yeah. if, he, if he's affecting an accent. I never really thought about that now that you say that. I guess he could be affecting an accent. Never really thought about it before. But then again, uh, what's his name? Uh, Theo. You know, he's not affecting an accent. So. Yeah. Now oh, that's German. I keep forgetting who's what, if they're Russian or German. No, they're not Russian, they're Germans. Okay. Ah, get the hell out of here, I'm busy, I'm watching television. Leave me alone. I like this sinister look it gives him. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's a Terminator look. It would have been cooler if his neck twisted all the way. Freeze, motherfucker, drop it! <laughs> Just shoot him! Shoot him already! Shoot him! There was no witnesses. What kind of cop just sit, stands there and sit, tells him to drop it? You shoot first and then you plant the evidence later. What the hell kind of cop <laughs> is McLean anyway? Maybe 
I mean, New York cops were more laid back in '88. Oh, screw this! I got Twinkies in the car. <laughs> Everything grown boy needs. Once again, this guy. Now maybe he's playing with him, but it's a pretty shit. Uh... Yeah, he's got a smile on his face. He's playing to kill him. It's a game of cat and mouse. Reload this. Scarface. Ow! Right in my balls. I think he's dead. Like this, he just reminds me of me. This would be like me. It's like, for Christ's sake, are you deaf? <laughs> I, I'll never forget seeing this. The first time like, oh my god, he threw the freaking body. Oh. That's brilliant. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> to the party, pal. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. I want to know how he's, he's still shooting even, at him. He's not even watching where the hell he's going. <laughs> Where's the dead body? They fling it out there. I think it, yeah, I think when he tore off out of there, I think it just fell off the car. Okay. That's hysterical. So I was going to say when he flew down off the fencer, oh probably got God. catapulted into the water. I almost forgot about it. Uh, what's his name? Ath is it Atherton? William Atherton? <laughs> this man has no dick. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it is true, Your Honor. Oh, it's another Ghostbusters connection. <laughs> I never, yeah. You got uh, you got him from uh, from Ghostbusters one, and you got the other. was he in the second one as well, or just the first one? I can't Probably. Remember. Well, oh, you said you hadn't seen the second. Yeah, one. I haven't seen it. I didn't realize you hadn't seen this. We'll have to we'll have to watch that sometime. I actually like the second one a lot. Relax. I'm a magician. I'm a wizard. I'm Houdini. <laughs> now, as much as I like, uh... <laughs> oh yeah, this, uh, I like this that movement right there. Stay calm. Yeah, radio. Knows everybody's names. Freaking him out by calling him by names. Yes. I like that part. But see, as much as I like William Atherton in this one, I one of the things I really, really detested about the sequel, you know, the first of Die Hard Two, was seeing Atherton again, and he yeah. just happens to be on the plane with McLean's wife, and I just I didn't like that. Actually, that one's my least favorite of the series so far. Is the second one? I, I, there's a lot I like in it, but there's a, I think it's a lot more. There's a lot more cringeworthy stuff in that one. <laughs> He's dying. Four finds his toy. Check 
If he had shot that guy and hit that C4, <laughs> yeah, yeah he'd be over. dead. Kind of like the deleted scenes of the new special edition stuff for the blow up Tan Type 4 at the beginning of New Hope. That's another reason why it's particularly gratifying to me when he takes this guy out at the end of the movie is all the shit he says about Americans and that always pisses me off. It's a stereotypical European attitude towards Americans. Yeah. He's German, he has a right to me. <laughs> he kind of watched two world wars. I'm going to steal it. <laughs> oh, hello. The mom from uh, the Monster Squad. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Much now! Understand why he's drilling? Because it looked like he was working the codes out before. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's one of those parts of this that never, never added up to me. Unless the code was for the drill. <laughs> I've never been able to understand if he's saying "pal" or "pal." Because it sounds like he's saying pal. I thought he was saying pal. Uh, Might just be a, an accent or something. Or I'm deaf. French. <laughs> nice German name. Jingle bells in the soundtrack. <laughs> this part of the movie, though, makes my spine crawl. Oh, with the glass? All the glass all oh, over the yeah. floor and his feet get shredded to pieces. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's hard not to just get sucked in and just want to watch the movie. <laughs> Roy. I like the nod to Roy Rogers in this. That's cool. 
In the meantime, I want to find a safe place to hold up and let us do our job. And watch that fake blood off your head. <laughs> Makeup department did a lot of work on that. Just gonna wipe it off. Paul Gleason. Oh yeah. He's hysterical in this. He's dead now too. <laughs> See this movie does not haven't heard a peep from them you got shot at. This movie you know, it doesn't feel that old to me but you know just watching this and knowing that so many of the people in this are dead now is depressing it's like damn Bartender for all we know. I like that line. <laughs> That's the cops' reaction in the media today, isn't it? <laughs> Portable television. Healthier than I think you'd be in a situation like that. Yeah. It's a good piece of dialogue, though. We have a pregnant woman out there. Relax, she's not due for a couple of weeks. Sitting on that lock isn't doing her back any good. So I would like permission to move in one of the offices or there's a sofa. No, but I have a sofa brought up to you. Well, wasn't there a bed in her little. When John was washing up, yeah, but he's he's not gonna let the group start splitting up or anything. No, thank you. about that. This is well before 9-11 uh, <laughs> and yeah. all that. Poor Argyle. He's about to flip out.
What a shithead. I think, uh, <laughs> I think McLean calls it pretty well when they start to charge in the building. He <laughs> calls them a bunch of macho assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, time is supposed to have gone by here. I think he'd be getting tired. Especially if he's coming down off of like an adrenaline high or something. Yeah. This is actually one of the tracks that works really well off, you know, away from the movie, you know, on the on the soundtrack album. It's a it's a great piece of music. That guy closing the door had a bit of a stupid face for a second there. seeing anything from up there. Yeah. There's uh, 32 floors up. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 30 something stories. Yeah. yeah. These are looking a little shaggy if they're supposed to be cops. <laughs> Wussies. <laughs> there he is! It's Genghis Khan! <laughs> Ah! I want to see him just take like a hockey stick and take these guys out. <laughs> hockey stick and a skateboard and a baseball bat. You're right, this should totally have Abraham Lincoln in it though. That would be awesome to see Abe and uh, Genghis Khan down there in the lobby taking these guys out. that bat signal up there. Poor Argyle. <laughs> well, time to get drunk. <laughs> teacher that Chris and I had, Mr. Kenahan, he acted just like him. He thought he was this tough-as-nails, macho He-Man guy, and he was just a big douchebag. Really? 
this guy right here, I can't stand the, I don't know what his role is supposed to be, the guy with the headset on. I think he's a tactical advisor. He reminds me of uh, my lieutenant when I was in the service. He was another one that thought he was like this great military genius. He was a fucking idiot. Move your lips when you talk. Looks like a ventriloquist dummy. He is. Didn't you notice he's got his hand up? <laughs> he probably does, too. Shit, Genghis Khan's shooting at us! <laughs> uh, I can't report. I got shot in the ass! <laughs> hey, it's the tumbler. Holy shit, Batman's on the scene! It looks like that tank you drove in Saints Row 2. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> Alright, time to blow some shit up. Mark Schnell! Mark Rocket! You idiot! Stepped on the snail. These guys are not screwing around. That one guy kind of dropped that one, that last package, but I'm not so sure that's very safe. Could have been full of the rockets. It's taken that tank a long time to get there. Yeah. Hurry up, Batman. Movie's half over. Oh, shit. Batman! computer, I love it. Ow! I think they're dead. He's about to waste these two. 
Merry Christmas! That's a bad effect right there, I have to admit, though. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? He's lucky he didn't take the building out. out. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, shit! Hello. Stay Puft Marshall on it. Marshmallow Man comes out. So <laughs> freaky looking picture. Yeah. Are you alright? Did he look a little bit like Grandpa in that picture? opportunity there somewhere to show uh, you know in the sequel he's actually on that police force yeah the LAPD I'd love to see scenes between him and uh, and Gleason's character you know that must have just graded like hell for, for Gleason's character to you know to have to put up with McLean being uh, promoted to lieutenant and brought over to the the LAPD it's hysterical there we go I don't want neutral I want dead <laughs> He's ready to waste him. <laughs> Aren't we? No, I don't waste him yet. Not yet. I'll, I'll leave him. That's right. Alright, you got a vamp. <laughs> that root beer went right through me. <laughs> talk, to the, talk to the nice people. Hello, nice people. Okay, so yeah, he's being a complete dirtbag again. I like how Mr. Dancy German is completely 
staring him down through the entire scene. Here's the difference. A gun can kill you faster. White when I bought it, Hans. Mr. McLean. Mr. Officer. John thinks he's talking about his wife. Yeah. But see, I'm surprised he remembers this guy's name. I've always been surprised by that part. Like, who the hell is this guy? They just threw the detonators down an elevator shaft. Talk. Yeah. This is one of the best scenes in the whole movie, though. Yeah, it is. 
you really feel for McLean, but you know he's making a tough call here. There's not really much that he can do. I think Gleason shows what an idiot he is by. He he makes some comment, something to the effect of, you know, oh man, he just gave the guy up. But you know what really could he do? Exactly. Uh, he's, yeah, he's not exactly an experienced uh, negotiator. That's pretty nasty. You can see the hole in his head. Yeah, I like it. Well, he's, just, he's just gonna leave the body there, staring at him the whole time. Souvenir. Negotiator. <laughs> it's a boring conversation anyway. <laughs> Carl says, You think they'll even try it? Who cares? I think McLean suspects something's up with this too because he says something to Paul about. It was just a bunch of bullshit that he was spinning. They're just keeping him busy.
So where'd he get another machine gun from the guys he gunned down in the, uh, Takagi's office? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because that, that guy that he shot that was standing on top of the table was shooting yeah, yeah, him with a gun like that, okay, so that's, that's probably right. that guy's gun. Yeah. You should have a pretty decent collection of guns by now. John Sanitary's at law. It's <laughs> uh, Robert Davy. I like him. And he's the other James Bond connection, the other Timothy Dalton. Yeah, Bond I knew this one was familiar. He, yeah, he was the bad guy in um, License to Kill. He was yeah. uh, Sanchez. I haven't seen him in anything in a long time either. <laughs> I think I've seen him something else, but I can't remember what. Now that movie, uh, License to Kill, that was also scored by um, Kamen that scored this movie. Huh. I like that score. That's a really... Have you heard that? Have you seen that movie, License to Kill? I think that's another one that I only saw part of. That's a really good one. I love the score to that. So that was one of the first... One of the first, if not the first one, that was uh, scored by somebody other than... Um, John Barry, after John Barry had done like all the bonds, or mo you know most of the bonds. I'm trying to remember if Cayman did Living Daylights too. I I can't remember. I don't I don't think he did. I was reading something today that said that this was actually an added scene that was written into the movie when they found out that uh, Alan Rickman could do a, an American accent. And I wonder if that's why I've never really cared for this scene very much is because it was kind of, you know, added in. Yeah. I mean, it's alright, but it, it's a weird little element because I think up to a point it makes McLean look kind of stupid. Because I've never... I've never been able to decide whether I think that he knows that this is Hans right from the get-go, or he figures it out, or or not. Because like at this part right here, it seems like he doesn't, you know, he doesn't realize who it is. But then a little bit later, when he gives him the gun, it's like he's figured it out or something. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's it's tough to tell. Seems like he's heard enough of his voice to be able to figure it out by then. And what's really funny in this part that I always liked is that Gleason, you know, is 
been telling Powell what bullshit it is all along about McLean and all his claims and everything, but then all, the information he just gave to the FBI guys is pretty much the information <laughs> that McLean gave him. Now he sounds just like he did over the radio. Yeah. There, now he gives him a look. But people, you know, people sound different in real life than they do on little walkie-talkie radios. You oh, know? Yeah. Especially if you'd never met the guy face-to-face -face before and all that. And, you know, he does quiz him because he asks him for his name and then he's looking at the board to make sure that, you know, it's a name that's actually on the board and all that. So, you know, I like that little interplay, but... I'm John McClane. I don't know. I mean, I, I appreciate the irony of the scene and all that. I, I know what they're going for here, you know, what the director's going for. I just never really felt that this scene worked somehow. At least up until the point where where uh, Hans is revealed to, to McLean, you know, where he's like, oh, you know, well, 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 Hans, you know, then then yeah. the moment, you know, then the scene works between the two, but getting there is clunky, I think. He was loading that gun act. I kept thinking when I first watched this movie that he was going to shoot him. Now, I, I remember catching from the from the first time that he had actually slipped the clip out before he handed it to him. the scene now. I like how there's a little bit of a tilt to it. Yeah. McLean's tilted right and he's tilted left. That's that's interesting. Or um, actually the other way around. <laughs> he's, uh, McLean's tilted left and Hans is tilted right. Yeah, it's like a dynamic against both of them. Yeah. I got wasted. I couldn't remember when it happened. <laughs> Dance now! He's kind of dead. Kind of had a bit of a misfire back there. Yeah. This guy gets taken down nasty. Ow! Boom. Ow! Oh.
Gets the trick. Pops up. Huh? Speak English. What? I don't know what you. Ugh. Huh? Shoot the glass, dumbass! That's the part where you finally is, ran out of ammo. This is more like how I think video games should be. You know, say something like, you know, Grand Theft Auto or Saints Row or something, where you can literally just shoot any damn thing. Yeah, and it'll just blow apart. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm a fierce. Here, sweating. take this hockey puck. Cup check. Over and he's gone. <gasps> My detonators. Now I've never quite understood why they stopped pursuit of McLean. They have to know that he couldn't have gotten far. He's barefoot, he ran across a glass floor, yet they get the detonators back and then they just go back up. Yeah. Why didn't they stay there and finish the job? Here you go, Genghis. Watch it, it's got C4 on it, asshole! <laughs> There's no Diet Coke in this goddamn thing! <laughs> he wanted to pursue McLean, but Hans wouldn't let him. <laughs> That's a bad line. Bad line. I never like that line. I kind of like it because it sounds like a wife. Yeah, it's true. Oh my god. He's hurting. It's nasty. And it's only worse because it looks like real blood. Yeah, it does. The scenery standing there actually like picking it out is just brutal to watch. Yeah. Oh. Barely. It's not holding down the mic. Up till now, he's had to hold the, the mic to. You yeah, know, I the think button. he like taped it or something. Could be, I guess. Might have. But then he wouldn't be able to hold a two way conversation. Yeah. <laughs> In my I peed pants. my pants. When they were shooting at me. <laughs> Diapers now because of it. I shot a kid. 
I had a murder case I had to wrap up, so I pinned it on him, you know. You know how it is. There's this dude I was tracking down. <laughs> he's holding the kid hostage, so I just plugged him. Cause you got glass in your feet. Yeah. Glass bones and paper skin. <laughs> this cop car is still sitting there. <laughs> you got it. Okay, they're city engineers for a second, and it, it looked like they were just lawyers walking up there. Right. Death row. Oh, the, uh... Oh, they're, more, they're all morticians. Hard to lose anybody? It's got a nice little cameo here from one of my favorite character actors. I don't know what the hell the guy's name is, but, uh... Did you ever see The Burbs? Yeah. It's, uh... It's Art that lived next door. <laughs> this guy oh, right okay, there Art. we go, yeah. in the grid. Pull out my tricorder and tell him. He was all he also had a cameo in uh, another uh, McTiernan movie which was uh, Hunt for Red October, he was in that too. We'll have to watch that bathroom that looks absolutely disgusting, and not <laughs> just now. because John walked in there. Well, it wasn't that on a floor that they were still that was still under construction. Yeah, but it looked like it had blood and graffiti already on the walls. I like they have Ode to Joy here. Yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a good scene. Look at all the lens for who the hell directed this? J.J. Abrams? No, because it's just in one scene, not the entire movie. <laughs> well, no, because it's actually a good movie. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year! God bless us, everyone. <laughs> oh, Genghis had to like that. Yeah. where he gets his armor, goes back in time, and then meets up with... Bill and Ted. I wonder what he's been doing lately. I have not seen him in forever. I want 
I think Johnson's a code name actually. See, there's writing on the mirrors and stuff, like chalk writing. Yeah. It's the size of the mirrors, what's written on it. Okay. It's, it's still under construction. First time I watched this and, and watching this scene here, I wasn't entirely sure he was going to make it out at the end. I yeah. thought it might be one of those movies where the where the hero died at the end of it or something. Yeah, it just sounds like he's kind of giving a what if speech. What if I don't make it out? Right. Yeah, whatever. that's exactly what he's doing. took that ratty, nasty t-shirt off. Yeah. Though well, I would have kept it on. There's no way I'm going shirtless. When I think he might have used it to wrap his feet. Yeah, he did. He's, I notice he's got at least Consuela one answers the door. <laughs> no, Mr. John. And that threat wouldn't hold up these days. I clean now. Guys, this is scumbag. He always plays a scumbag. I mean, I can see where it might be fun to play a bad guy in a movie every once in a while, but I mean, would you really want your legacy in, in movies to be, oh, you were that, that asshole in that, oh, you were that asshole in that other movie, too. It's like, no, nah, I don't think I'd want to be remembered that way. Yeah, and as Tombstone says, he was a scumbag. <laughs> through and through. Played a great scumbag. 
something like that in a game before but yeah it's total German weaponry <laughs> this is where Indiana Jones takes on the huge some of the quick cuts here you can really tell it is not Bruce Willis He's really beating the crap out of him for a minute there, though. <laughs> I love the little cheesy television. up in <laughs> he fires up in the air and a, like a, a bird drops out of the ceiling or something. I'd love to see that. He's a mess. Boot to the head. Boot to the head. Ow. Right in the eye. See, that Your is dancing not kicky crap. right there. I'm just gonna cut, now it's him. See? Listen to Genghis Khan. Yeah. He's got that, like, Wookiee ammo belt draped over him. <laughs> yeah. Our shirt gets unbuttoned further and further down with every scene I've noticed. Hans is playing right, strip poker with right the hostages. I getting my ass kicked. And this is where he gets shot right here. Oh! <laughs> Boot to the face. <laughs> I 
See, her shirt's unbuttoned even further. Yeah. Han's stressing out, so he's taking another button off. <laughs> Ow. Karate chop! <laughs> Bonk! <laughs> Looks like he's really smacking him in the face, too. So he hangs him, that's great. Ow. I really think he shouldn't have just hanged him. He got that gun, he should have finished the job before Powell had to. working for uh, Saturday matinee we used to have these great play tapes that the company would send us that had like, like usually like two minute clips of some of the more popular movies that you could buy on VHS and this was the, the clip that they had it was from this part right here right through to where uh, he j actually jumps off the side of the building actually it started right here with that helicopter circling because they didn't have the part where he said assholes Oh, yeah. Because they couldn't have any swearing or anything. It was the part where the copter was circling. Is that train personnel? What are you doing? I told Genghis to make those hostages go upstairs! It was from right there. Okay. That's right. I was trying to remember because I knew it was with the thing circling, but there was no swearing or anything in it. I remember now. Yeah, it's from that part. Ah! That's a great scene. Boom! And takes the copter out too. It's a lot of friggin' C4. You'd think it would do more damage than that. I've never understood what keeps that thing from just flying over the edge. It's like it got hung up on something. Yeah. 
Are they, oh. I mean, are they implying that that thing is heavier than... It might be. I don't know. I've never quite understood that. Yeah, see, and then it lets go. That's cool. It's heavy because it starts to pull Yeah, it's dragging him out, yeah. That's wicked. That's got to be just dragging him through that glass. Yeah, so his back's getting all scraped. He's a mess. I think that scared him more than anything else that happened. <laughs> he got bumped in the head. <laughs> she had another button undone. That's cool. Not such a good sniper now, are you? Ah! You're dead. And when it gets to this part of the movie, it reminds me an awful lot of uh, the towering inferno. Yeah. <laughs> that water's probably turning red by this point. Christmas tree falls over. <laughs> Did they really expect to just get off the scene like that? It's actually a pretty smart plan. They probably could. I don't know. They drive out of the center of the building. Who steals an ambulance? <laughs> A shark. Um, num num. See the battery sparking. Yeah. All right. So there's one terrorist. Who's the other one that lives? Um. Maybe that maybe guy. Maybe that guy. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Hi, honey. Button your shirt up.
tape comes right off when he needs it to. Yeah. <laughs> Headshot! Ow. <laughs> let go, let go, let go! Look at him, he's just, he's a mess. Yeah, he's freaking covered he's in blood. Covered in blood and scrapes and cuts and everything else. That is one. It's just weird when it's filmed in slow mo, like it just looks so freaky. Freak his lips. Gravity works! <laughs> See, if this had been Schwarzenegger, you know he would have said some yeah. stupid line like that. Chill out! Tell me how the concrete is. Now there's, uh... Two musical cues here at the end that are actually from different movies, which is just weird. It's very bizarre. I think this is one of them here. Might be because it doesn't sound like Cayman, and it's not on the soundtrack. I don't. I don't believe. But I know that the part where Carl comes back and McLean takes him down—that's from Aliens by uh, by James Horner. I remember right from the first time I saw this movie, I was like, huh? You know? Why Why is that, you know, why is that a completely different composer? And Powell just kind of knows exactly who it is. It's actually my only other nitpick with the movie, honestly, is, is when... Uh, is when Carl comes because it's kind of stupid, you know. I mean, yeah, it is. He, he hung him and, or something. Yeah, well, I mean, it showed that his face was turning purple and everything else when he was hanging up there. I mean, it, it looked pretty much looked like he was dead. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's he's back, and you know, he comes out from under like a. You know, it looked like they'd thrown the sheet over him. Plus, he still has his gun. You know, and it's like, what? Yeah, what are they? Yeah. It's it's just a little it's silly. So <laughs> 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 One of my favorite parts of the movie. I thought he was gonna hit him right here. 
shoot him with a cannon? It's like, boom, 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 Can boom. Can boom. Jazz, hush. Peanut gallery. <laughs> I like the look on his face, though. I crap myself. <laughs> I had another accident <laughs> in my pants. Feel the disturbance in my pants. decides to smash his way out since the building's already half demolished. Sweet little Christmas movie. Yeah. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. <laughs> Where the hell are those guys going? <laughs> I'm not cleaning this up. James Shigeta. Takagi. Shigeta. So I guess, yeah, I guess there was one other uh, terrorist guy left alive at the end of the movie. Yeah. Never really, I guess I never really caught that before. I assumed he had snapped that guy's neck when he hit him. Nah, not, he just clubbed him in the face with the butt of his gun and Still, knocked him down. It's a hard hit. Paulina. So what'd you think? It's still my favorite movie. It's still awesome. It is a very good movie. Now there were uh, there were a bunch of video games based on this, as you can expect. But uh, I remember the, the Nintendo one. I only vaguely remember. I remember it sucked. There was a, a Die Hard trilogy game that was actually it was it was all right for its time. It's I think it would be pretty primitive to try to go back and play it now, but it was a first person shooter that wasn't too With bad. With what they can do these days, it'd probably be an awesome game to play now. You would think so, but there was one not too long ago for the Xbox. It was uh, Die Hard Vendetta. I've never played it. I kind of like to try it out, but the reviews were not good. They had a third Max Payne game for the Xbox 360. Oh yeah? So it'd probably be seen, something like that. I haven't seen that yet. The uh... He looks a lot like Bruce Willis from Die Hard 4. There was one called um... Nakatomi Plaza for PC which sucked. I was really looking forward to it because that was actually... You were playing through this movie as like a first person shooter puzzle solver kind of thing but it was, it was pretty... Even as a... Even as a standard first person shooter it was pretty lame. There was an arcade game which I really don't remember very well. It was it was like one of those early like polygonal games and uh, I remember seeing it around but I don't, I don't know that I ever did play it. I might, I might have played it once or twice but I don't remember it very good. I remember 
like the the teaser you know the attractor for it was kind of cool but I never I, I really don't remember the gameplay very well at all if I did play it and then there was a, a sequel to Die, uh, Die Hard Trilogy where he was in Las Vegas but never played that one either. I never really heard much about that one one way or the other whether it was any good or not hmm. that was pretty much it I was looking today, just looking some things up about the movie online. Apparently, there's a fifth uh, movie in the works, a, a, another sequel, fourth sequel in the works, and uh, they've been tossing around um, Patrick Stewart's name as a bad guy. I think that could actually be pretty cool. John McClane versus uh, Jean-Luc Picard. That could actually be pretty cool, potentially. Or Jean, or. John McClane versus Charles Xavier. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Could be alright. But I think that's about it for this one. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do the other ones at some point. Alright. So awesome. I, like, I like the other ones too. I like this I like, you know, all the Yeah, the, Die Hard Force another one of my favorites of the Yeah, series. I like I like the fourth I like the third and fourth one a whole lot. The second one to me is a bit of a step down from this one. Yeah. It's my least favorite of the of the four so far, but it has some, some pretty good moments in it too. I didn't feel like the story was quite as strong in that one. But uh Yeah. I think that wraps us up for this time. You can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode, with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Anytime you plan to visit Amazon.com, please be aware that if you use the Amazon.com link located on our website, www.2TrueFreaks.Libson.com, Two True Freaks will receive a referral bonus for any items you purchase. There is absolutely no additional cost to you whatsoever for doing this. All proceeds go directly toward keeping new episodes of all your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated podcasts rolling and it really helps us out. So please, use our Amazon.com link anytime you plan to visit Amazon.com. Welcome to Amazon. I love you. <laughs> visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.Libson.com 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E F-R-E-A-K-S Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find 2TrueFreaks on Facebook. Just search for 2TrueFreaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook, too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook, too, if you can find me. Now available, two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details.
Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. On the count of three, we will be hitting the play button for play movies. So, all right, here we go. Hope you're all synced up with us. Here we go. One, two, Two, three. three. You know, I have this awful thought that last Christmas went by and I never watched... Uh, ah, crap! Alright, for some reason we're not synced up properly. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Alright, let's see. Why the hell did it start in the middle of the movie? I want it to start at the beginning of the movie. Uh, it's probably getting started in the middle of the movie again. Yes. Alright, what the hell? Let's go to scene selection and choose it from the... Yeah, but it was supposed to key up properly right from the beginning. Hmm. I, sometimes I like this remember where you are in the movie feature, and then other times I think it sucks. And this is one of the times I think it <laughs> sucks. God damn it. Alright, hold on a moment. Hold on a moment. We're having a, having a personal issue here. Alright, let's do this a different way. We're going to go into scene selection and we're going to choose it this way. That's what I get for doing an audio test of uh, how this was working. Alright, so here we go. We're going to start it all over again. Here we go. Okay, scene selection, first scene, landing in LA. I'll probably end up cutting all this screwed up part out of it anyway. Alright, so here we go. One, two, three.